0: He said he was the only one, the last survivor of his race. He told you what you wanted to hear, promised you what you wanted to have.
1: So this is a great
0: journey of life. They're parasitic nomads who've been feeding off your selfishness and gullibility.
1: My dreams of conquest.
2: <laughs> Welcome to Into the Time Vortex podcast. We're talking about Doctor Who. We're doing a uh, uh, continuing in our series of best and worst. And this is, um, one of Jeff's worst episodes uh, from Doctor Who called The Horns of Nyman. Uh, I am Ken. Jeff. Julia. That's surprising that you picked Horns of Nyman, because, um, that episode has a lot of good stuff in it. I can't find the notes on that, but... So, why did you think this was uh, not well, a... Well, you you picked the one I was going to talk right? about. the um What's it about? (laughs) Uh,
0: So the Doctor, Romana, and Canine have collided with a spaceship and they learn that the young natives from a peaceful planet called Aneth are being transported into a labyrinth called the Power Complex where there's uh, an evil creature called Nyman uh, and he demands sacrifice of these people to return the Skanen Empire back to its glory. The Skanen Empire is where the Naimon has wound up and built his power complex. And so the Doctor and Canine try to rescue Romana after she's taken captive and foil the evil plan.
2: Well, that actually sounds pretty good. On paper. On paper it sounds good. Okay. I think that sums up all of Doctor yeah. Who. When it's, well, it's oh. the, the, it sums up the Graham-Williams
1: era because it yeah. was just way too over the top and the stories were just not as strong as previous.
2: There, I, I, know, I know this is going to cause some laughter, but I feel like the Graham-Williams season, especially like an episode like this, feels very or looks very unpolished or unfinished, believe it or not, <laughs> compared to other Doctor Who episodes. Uh, It's it's everything seems to drop in quality just a notch And and not to say that some of the quality wasn't Top-notch to begin with but when you drop it even a further down. It's it's very it's more noticeable
1: So you asked why did I pick this one because you picked the one I was going to (laughs) pick So I had to go with another choice
2: (laughs) This is a well this is a I think this is not liked by a lot of people, obviously. It's, it's not... Just, you watch it, and you go, okay, yeah, yeah. they have to come up with these once in a while, and here it is. But this whole season was... Yeah. The pits. Yeah.
1: Speaking of the pits, that's actually... The
2: next <laughs> creature of <in> the pit. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, uh, one of the things that I think was a problem with Doctor Who around this time was that Tom Baker was um, unleashed. Um, oh, yeah, because Graham Williams didn't stand up to them. Yeah. So Tom Baker sort of took over and ha- probably had a lot of input in how things were done on screen. And I think that may have helped in some instances and, and made it worse in many instances. And one example of this is when uh, the doctor is giving mouth-to-mouth the K9, and that happens to be in this episode. Yes. Uh, I did
0: not understand that
1: because it was probably something that Tom Baker thought was funny and decided to do ad lib in and it uh-huh. wasn't on the script which he did a lot of during this era
2: and it makes his character sort of whimsical and kind of like eccentric and everything that's fine but it just comes off as being really like uh
1: silly <laughs> well, one of the reasons he he left cuz the next season was his last season and they got a different producer and he actually had a backbone and kind of reined Tom Baker in, oh. and yeah. that was and one of the
2: reasons he left. And that last season is probably really good. consistently one of the better seasons. There's <laughs> earlier episodes of Tom Baker that are super classics, in my opinion, but the final season, and Sean Nathan-Turner really turned the show around, and we'll talk about that in, in other instances. But, he turned the, the show around, and I think it alienated some people, because they like the idea of having six parts where they run around in circles for six episodes, but he really condensed things down. He, he turned it to a more of a visual yeah. show This has nothing to do with Horns and Nyman, except for the fact that Horns and Nyman was an example of the old school where they're just running around and getting captured and, and recaptured. I thought everything. the funniest thing was the
1: effect when the, <laughs> the meteoroid and they're doing the cricket thing. And the TARDIS was spinning and it went bing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, Are you kidding me? I said that is bad. Even for Doctor Who standards that was pretty pretty bad. But I like the model of the ships and stuff, those were kind of Yeah, like a
2: couple of the effect. Effect. I thought thing. the effect bing. the little tunnel between the two ships was That was okay. that was good. That was well done. um the uniforms um for the uh Did you notice <laughs> <show> were bad? <laughs> Did you notice <laughs> the
0: uniforms were fabulous. They oh, were well, so they 70s, were very yeah. over the top, and
1: did you notice who's the guy who played the guard? I, I don't know. At okay. the end of part three, when the Nyman kills him, oh, he's still alive. No. Oh, his arm—his arm is there or something. No, his pants are split. Oh yeah 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 yeah, I his have that pants are split. I have that too. Yeah. Split pants. But when you come back for the cliffhanger for part four, it's kind of like hidden more, oh, okay. so you can't see it. And I was like, his pants
2: are split. <laughs> so this is one of the highlights for you was the costumes.
0: Well, I mean, (laughs) not, they were obviously repurposed, like, from a World War II movie or something, the helmets especially looked like World War II-era helmets, that they'd added, like, Flash Gordon (laughs) wings to, and some feathers out of the top, which I didn't understand, but whatever.
1: The BBC is noted for doing stuff like that. Yeah, I know. Big shoulders. Like the,
0: the, the, the layered... Jacket thing that that guy was wearing the the second-in-command guy was wearing was actually pretty cool garment yeah. mm. I don't know if that was repurposed from something, but that looked like something You would see a designer do like now. Yeah, you know, so that was it was an interesting costume It was not like particularly sci-fi e, mm. but it was an interesting costume. Yeah,
1: costumes were bad
2: or at least for the bad they guys. They
1: were pretty
0: elaborate.
2: Well, yeah, elaborate, I guess, is the term. It's not, well, They weren't bad. I mean, they usually do well with costumes. Except for the pants I just didn't understand. Just,
0: I didn't understand why all these people who are supposed to be soldiers are running around in, you know, basically long robes with with, a, a, a train. You know, mm-hmm. that doesn't seem very appropriate to somebody who's got to do a lot of running through tunnels mm-hmm. and you know
2: a lot of guards and doctor who have really like impractical clothing. yes, it, it especially the, the time lords
0: impractical, time lords that's have a good robes
2: word. and stuff too
0: Yeah, yeah, but the time lords aren't running around shooting people and climbing over rocks and
1: all <laughs> well, that stuff. Was, I well, guess I guess I, guess you you I haven't seen, seen them, them, but
0: well. um, I mean the, the storyline itself was Predictable
1: well, yeah, well it's based on the mythology of the minotaur you know?
0: right. I got that that was <laughs> I mean
1: that pounded
0: easy. into you. Yeah.
1: Seth is is obviously thesis, and you know they brought the people from that planet over Didn't as sacrifice, this. which happened in the Greek mythology once a year. They would throw them in the labyrinth and said, "You're on your own to feed the minotaur." <gasps> right. When they would bring them to the Minos, or whatever. Did I say it right? I think I did. mm
2: mm-hmm.
1: You did get that right, Ken. Yeah. Okay.
2: <laughs> the, uh,
1: I knew she would get. It. I'm like watching us. I know that Julia's going to get this right well, I top. don't
2: know the story that as well, but I, kn- I knew I know about what's going on I mean I knew what was what it was Connected to and there was a lot of that going on too and Ooh. even earlier seasons They did that a lot and they did it well. This season's not, well. not done well. Not <laughs> done
0: the the, the Naiman <laughs> Cracked me up when he walked on screen for the first time <laughs>
2: Yeah, I kind of <laughs> predicted
0: that and and then he does this like interpretive dance um, thing where he, I don't quite understand why he was walking like, like he was. Like he'd been riding a horse for three days. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> and, and But he's wearing it's like skin tight leotards.
1: I think the way he was walking like that was to keep the mass from falling ah, off. Because he's like t-
2: teetering and tottering like I'm like. He's well, he has, to, he has to walk like an alien. If he walked in there just like a normal person, it would have looked him really silly, wouldn't right? <laughs>
0: well, he looked silly regardless.
2: Yeah, I, know, but I the, the, head, the, the mask looked kind of cool, though. For 1979. Yeah, it did look like it was going to come off at any point. It I think it some of the sequ- When he bend, they bend over and fire their thing, it's like, you know... Don't worry, about Seth will save us. He's going to kill the 911. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of bad acting, um... Uh,
0: oh, boy. He was <laughs> chewing the scenery like
2: that's what he always does and he
0: clawed at his face so frequently I was afraid he was gonna <laughs> hurt himself Disappear And then st- would stare right into the camera. Yes, right into the yeah. camera I'm like, my dude belt, huh? way to break that wall just yeah, oh, Graham was...
1: Graham Crodin. Yeah, he but was... he's a comedian
2: and that's We'll be talking about this a little bit later on with an episode that's full of comedians. But when you look at the new show, they there's a lot of comedians that work on that um, that are brought in for guest characters and stuff like that. It's something that has irritated me, and I think I guess early Doctor Who had some too. So it's not like it's totally out of the question. But when you bring comedians in, if they act like comedians, they're gonna if or if you let them act like comedians, they're gonna do this. You know. you know, just like over the top, and and it's a comedic character, really. You know, he
1: was offered the role to be the fourth Doctor.
2: Yeah, I do not know that. Like,
1: he oh. turned it down. Thank you. I
2: can't even imagine. Thank him. God for that.
1: Because <laughs> he, you know, he more or less said to Barry Lett, "He says, no, I don't want to commit myself to that long schedule." Yeah, and that so would have been Thank God. Actor,
0: <laughs> I I also had issues with the fact that. The, the bad guys are, and it's not just on this episode, it's, it's in a lot of, and I've got to go back and watch New Who to see if it's the same, but the, the bad guys are so oblivious. You know, they, they're hiding behind very narrow columns of computer equipment, um, you know, and, and two of them are in screaming yellow costumes. And they keep stepping out and going back, and nobody notices this. Like, do you not have any peripheral well, vision? I realize with maybe, that big mask on, maybe your the head,
1: Nyman are colorblind. They can't see the bright color.
0: Ah, but well, they can see people. They can still see shadows.
2: Part of that yeah, is they're walking like this. Well, part <laughs> of that is the is the um, they're on a set. So you ha- do good job hiding on a set, because when, when when any Daleks or Cyberman or anything walks by a corridor, and the doctor or someone's hiding on the side. There's an episode of the with the Daleks in it where the Dalek is actually looking down that hallway because its eye stalk is this way, and it just goes right by, and the doctor peers out. And it's like, you didn't see that? Yeah. And that happens all the time, and part of that is the structure of the set. They don't, you know, they're filming it like a play, so they can't, you know, in a play, you see stuff like that all the time. where You know, there's people right there, and they're supposed to be hiding, but you can obviously see them and stuff, and it's kind of... So I would have to imagine the news show probably doesn't have as much of that, because they have different yeah. ways of filming right, too. True. Right. True. Yeah. But it it's just not an excuse. Kind of it's humorous st- that there's yeah.
0: three of these bad guys in this room and nobody notices the six people hiding
1: behind yeah. the little mm-hmm. columns. Or you know, and yeah. how pathetic were those other people that when the doctor says freeze them, says run, they just stay there. Yeah. And they get captured and put into the <laughs> to the stasis, <laughs> the stasis chambers. Stasis chambers. I'm like, wait, a minute, he said run, and you just stood
2: there like going, duh. And the extras, a lot of times the Doctor Who, especially in this one, they're looking off on the, at the other things going on, the cameras and stuff like that. So it's just, you know, they're not. I don't think they're actors. I think they. Well, you know, I don't know how that works, but they just get a bunch of people out the street and to play non-talking parts or whatever. But the Doctor has a couple of good lines in this. He mentioned uh, people's intellect drops when they start waving guns about and stuff like that. Uh-huh. The usual dialogue, which I think Tom Baker um, was really good at. And this episode had that, you know, oh yeah, that's a good line, you know, and then, oh well, the rest of it's
1: Romana had her own sonic screwdriver, which she ended up leaving on the ship.
2: Oh yeah? I know the Doctor was trying to take it from her. Like, oh, yeah, it's it yeah. uh... <laughs> yeah, oh, it, okay. Uh, yeah. She
1: leaves it in the control the with the the first pilot who died uh, She was she left it right there, and she walks off and s- to talk to the people. and Oh, I left my socks screwed over there And never
0: uh, never left. got it back. I Had a hard time hearing a lot of this too. I, I thought the sound quality wasn't great
1: It seemed like they did whisper a lot in this one. No,
0: yeah. they didn't it, it did it seemed like they were short on mics Mm-hmm. you know, on the boom mics, because it, there were times where I was like, wait a minute, what did she say, and I'd have to rewind it. was point. the last,
1: well, was supposed, wasn't supposed to be the last, but it ended up being the last of the season.
2: Yeah, like I said, I think that the whole production was a little less polished in this season, and that's probably on the director for not having the microphones in position or whatever. I didn't notice that, but I, I noticed in general, especially in the Tom Baker era, there were episodes that are hard to understand, and... Not because of Mary Gold's music in the news show where it's like, I can't hear what they're saying because the music's too loud, but in this one it's because they're on the other side of the set talking. That's why they're staring at the camera because they're like, well, you got to hear me, you know? Right. But, (laughs) um... And then the um, when he, when Salty goes in and looking for Lord Nym he goes Lord on, it is i I think they reuse that scene later on because he does the same. He exact does it thing. several yeah, times? Yeah, and it's like do they just reuse that? I mean, I, that's unlike. Like I guess you know. Where he just it was shot. just a
1: bad story, too silly in parts. Just
2: they tried to do the story of the Minotaur, but one of the worst cliffhangers. When the doc something's <gasps> happening and the doctor hugs canine and that that looked like another improvisation and the director was, was probably was. like ah whatever I'm not going to deal with, it, with struggling with him.
1: They did bring the diamond back. Big Finish did one Oh yeah. Th- the Chimes of Midnight, I think. Well, they probably. Um, and it's like one of the most. Were better because you couldn't see
2: them. Yeah, and it the was, it was one <laughs> of the more.
1: It was like one of the most a uh, a career acclaimed like one the one you need to listen to because it's that good. It actually is pretty good. I actually made the nine one actually not like a joke. Which Big Finish is good at doing...
2: Yeah. Well, I have to say, I don't listen to a lot of Big Finish, but I, I probably... Is that the Paul Again? McGann- is that a Paul again? McGann- yes. Yeah. So I did listen to that. It was one of the first ones of him, right? No, second ones. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, I, maybe I listened to those. But they do a good job of, of taking bad characters, Mel, and turning them into <laughs> good, you know, good situations. Yeah. and. Um, yes, they,
1: they really do. Yeah,
2: well, that's because they are they have the... Yeah, it was
1: actually a surprise when they came back. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, it's one. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I was like... They have a better voice because Nick Bristell. Was there
0: a different Romana?
1: There's two.
0: There's two Romanas. Yeah.
1: There's one during the Key to Time season. And okay. then there's Lava Ward, the one we just... That was in this one. Okay. But there is... We haven't done the Key to Time stories yet.
0: Uh, so maybe I'm thinking of somebody yeah. else then. <sighs> I'm
1: not looking forward to
2: yeah. But there's two Ramanas. Um yeah. there's two so voices that. of K9 too. Yeah. So, um I
0: thought K9 was only with Sarah Jane.
1: Does it he does end
2: up there at some point. There's like three K nines. So K K9 mark one, um goes with mana? No, stays with Leela. Says with Leela. Mark 2 goes with
1: Romana and Mark 3 is with Sarah Jane. Oh.
2: So there was a Sarah Jane adventure that oh. came out in the 80s. Yeah. That. Pretty bad. That canine is just dropped off. So now all the female companions of the doctor up to Romana. We should review that one. Canine Company? Yeah. It's, it's bad. Oh. But it's it, it sort of years later it becomes like sort of the start of the you know of the Sarah Jane adventures which is is pretty good sometimes better than Doctor Who but that's another topic (laughs) we can review those. (laughs) Did you see those? Did you watch those? The Sarah Jane Jane adventures? No, I think you enjoy them. Chronicles, yeah. Yeah, They're they're pretty good. I mean it's... The last one is sad though. Well it is
1: because you know I can only watch that one once. Can't watch that one again.
2: Um mentioned already. I have on my notes the pilot dies and the split pants. I, I <laughs> put a uh, an arrow up because that was a good scene.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was like, I was like, wait a second. I pause it. I thought, yeah. yeah, his pants are split. Oh, that happens you lot probably lot saw it pretty well. Your you TV right, that yeah. you got. No, I think I watched it before I got the TV. I got to get a TV that big.
0: But that would take
2: up my whole living room. That TV. <laughs> so. um so he was. I mean, I, I think the most entertaining thing in this whole episode is Saldid. I mean, it's even though you're like, oh God, he is fun to watch. You ha- if you have to sit through four episodes, it's enjoyable to watch because you know it just is. It's like you know his laugh at the end, or he, when he dies, he laughs. Yeah, and it's, <laughs> he's laughing.
1: One of the most over-the-top characters that they've ever had in this show
2: and I it yeah. to watch it again because it was so <laughs> like funny and um, He really got into it. You can yeah. tell he like
1: was enjoying himself.
0: Oh, the actor definitely looked like, you know This was like the best job he'd ever had <laughs> and he was gonna make the most of it and yeah. so So that's what he was gonna do and eat all the scenery. Yeah,
1: so anyway, he was in the comedy Waiting for God and see God. It was actually pretty funny. Oh, okay. It was on PBS, I always laughed at it. They were stuck in a, like, a nursing home, but a more upscale nursing home. And parents, mm-hmm. the kids stuck them there because they didn't want to take, you know... Deal with them. Deal with them, but they would always ex- kind of get into mischief. It was funny. I always enjoyed it.
2: So, um, a couple of really interesting notes here in my behind-the-scenes stuff. I, uh, some of the stuff I had known a while ago, and I... Janet Ellis, who played Tekka, became very famous for um, hosting Blue Peter, the,
0: uh... Oh, yeah. She oh, was the that one that always
2: says, Seth will save us. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and she was the first civilian female, female. in Europe to free fall from 20,000 feet. Jesus. Wow. So, um... You can have that. Interesting. Um, Simon Gipps, or who played, uh, Simon Gibbs Kent, who played Seth, died of morphine poisoning, like, a few years after this, like, in the, um, the 80s or something. Jeez. So that's oh, Like,
0: accidentally, or did, was he, did he have an issue with,
2: did it say? Uh, it, it sounded like it was, like, self, in, like he was at home or something, and he did, it, he wasn't, like, wasn't, like, in the hospital or oh, something okay. or anything, so, it was, um...
0: So you did on morphine.
2: Yeah. Um. Something I didn't pick up on until I read this was this is the final use of the 1963 music arrangement, which I guess makes sense. Yeah, because the
1: next one is Leisure High.
2: Yeah, and uh, so that goes into different credits and it has the different music, and yeah, that makes sense that that was the case. Uh, And it's also the last Dudley Simpson composer um, for music episode. Um, So just a couple of interesting notes to try to bring up the level of this story a little bit. Um, but overall, it's a stinker. I think it blends in a little bit with the rest of the season, so it doesn't stand out as a stinker, whereas other episodes sort of, <laughs> Creature you know. from the Pit, oh my god. Yeah, so, uh, we've done Creature, I think, from the Pit. Did we? I think so. That was the one with the uh, big green blob that he's b- b- blowing into the green thing, maybe not. No, I don't
0: think so. we oh, <laughs> did. The only really big green blob I remember is Fang Rock.
2: Okay. So, um... I watched it recently, too. Maybe Nightmare in Eden we reviewed. Yeah. So, So they're all bad. And this one's just sort of like the the cherry on top bad. And, um, you know, kind of neat concept they took from the Minotaur, obviously. You know, I like the Gravity Well story. I like concepts. It's just everything about it is, there's nothing executed properly, really. It's pretty boring. Yeah. Yeah, it
0: was pretty boring.
2: A lot of walking corridors and the same corridor
1: yeah. over and over and over again, but the, but at different angles. Now and walk
2: this way, now walk that way. And it's noticeable in Doctor Who when they went, they would cut from one to another because it do- definitely looks like the same. There's certainly ways you can change that, and I'm sure the new show does that a lot better where it doesn't look like the same corridor, but it's, they they couldn't, the classic show just couldn't resist doing that. Uh, but the best actor of the season goes to Sal Dede, um whatever his name is there. Graham Crowder. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else about this one?
0: No, 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 really. Nope. I won't be watching this again.
2: Just thankfully, it's the end of the Graham Williams curve. Yeah, Graham Williams is too bad. I mean,
1: he he just well, he just let Tom do whatever he wanted. And he didn't have a backbone and say, Tom, no, we're doing it like this. Yeah. He just let Tom do what he wants, and that was a mistake. And what's a shame was that Douglas Adams was the script editor for the season.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think you know story-wise, I think we we agree that the story isn't horrible, that th- that it had potential, anyways, and that's probably true with all of them. You, you know, there there's there's some stories that you, right out of the gate you're like, oh god, but but these aren't like that. When you read the the synopsis, you go, oh, this sounds like it could be good, and then it's like, well, okay, you have sets that are falling over and, you know. Even Lala Ward was over the top, too, in her acting. Yeah. And that's, again, probably on the director for um, not, you know, what was he doing, sleeping or something? You know? Might have been. Yeah. So, um, okay. That's what we think of uh, Horns and Diamonds." so uh, go out and watch it right now and let <laughs> us know what you think. Thanks for listening.